back to the fourth and mile podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in week one is just about in the books we're recording in uh the second half of monday night football boys how are we doing i feel like it's appropriate to start with some good news and some bad news which one do we want to start with first you already know it's dumb question you already know the answer bad news first. bad bad news so my guys was about two or three episodes ago. Uh, my quarterback, my guy, finishes a quarterback 27. Running back, my guy, finished with 3.3 fantasy points. And currently, my wide receiver, my guy, has... Still time? Oh. Still time? Oh, we're punting on the season. You want to know the good news? Let's hear the good news. The rest of fourth and a miles, my guys, at least did something. Michael Pittman Jr., I think, is a wide receiver five. Um Jalen Hurts was the quarterback four, if I'm remembering correctly. Bradley, Saquon Barkley, running back one. He's That's back. Huge. That's Saquon huge. Barkley, A.J. Dillon, 20-plus points. Hey, don't hurt yourself, Pat, and you're back there. The New, the New York Barkleys. Yep. <laughs> yeah, what a time to be alive. Are we ready to get into some NFL notables? As long Let's as we do don't it. talk about the Packer game, yes. Uh, well, that won't be in the NFL Notables, but we will have to talk about it, yes. The NFL Notables, unfortunately, is surrounded by injuries. So let's go through them real quick. I'll let you guys determine which ones are the most important to talk about. T. Higgins, concussion, has a chance to play in week two. Dak Prescott, big injury on his throwing hand. Um, they said out oh, four to six weeks. I think they said targeting potentially week nine is a safe bet. So they said four to six weeks if everything goes correctly, um, but could go a little bit later than that. Keenan Allen has a hamstring injury. They play on Thursday night. So he is doubtful to play unless something crazy happens. Uh, Mac Jones had a back injury. The test came back negative. Um, still has a chance to play this next week. Um, Wandale Robinson had a knee injury. I don't have a status update on that, um, but a knee injury for the rookie receiver. Najee Harris had a foot injury. The test came back negative. Um, so he has a good chance to play in week two. Uh, Eli Mitchell suffered a knee injury. Um, yeah, they said out a couple months. I, we're going to talk about potential cut candidates after this week. I think he falls into that candidate for, um, a redraft league, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and then another unfortunate one, Chris Godwin with a hamstring injury. You just really hate to see that after a, a torn ACL. So which, which injury sticks out to you from a fantasy perspective? I think the one that has the most ripple effect has got to be Dak because it not only impacts him, but it's got a pretty, I mean, direct correlation to uh, CeeDee Lamb, um, Ezekiel Elliott, and boy, that pie in Dallas is about the size of a, <laughs> it's about the size of a cupcake right now. It's officially now. expired. Did, it's did expired. you guys hear that? Wait, hold on. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sound of Dallas's playoff <laughs> hopes and dreams right there. But uh, – yeah, it's it's not great in Dallas right now. For me, I wouldn't Chris overreact Godwin. about I wouldn't overreact about Zeke yet. No, I I, I would honestly, wait. I think I think Dak being out might help Zeke a little bit more because I think they're going to do a little bit more eye formation ground to pound game with Cooper Rush as their quarterback. How nervous are you guys about Zeke and with Pollard? Like, does that scare you more than? I thought Pollard didn't look good. I didn't think he looked that good. And I thought he was what I heard is pass protection was horrible. So I thought he was average, but he only played, I think, like two less snaps. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think I think they both can coexist. I, I'm not too worried about that, to be honest with you. For for me, the, the one I want to talk about is Chris Godwin, because we talked a lot about is he going to be playing 
week one, week two, um, is he going to be playing week three? And for him to come out week one and then hurt his hamstring, it makes you wonder, was that the right decision? Because, I mean, hamstring injury can correlate with an ACL surgery pretty hand in hand. Any other injuries that we want to talk about? Or can we move into the week one breakdown? Let's break it down. Before we move into the past games, I do just want to let our good friend Bradley know, who is a big oh, Javante Bradley. Williams fan. He just fumbled on the half-inch line after Melvin oh, no. Gordon did. So <laughs> let's move into the week one breakdown. We are talking about the Thursday night football game. Uh, the defending champs, Los Angeles Rams, fell to the Buffalo Bills 31-10. to Josh Allen finished with 31 fantasy points, um, had three touchdowns, two interceptions, had 10 carries for 56 yards, um, and a rushing touchdown. Diggs went nuts. Cooper Cup went nuts. What stands out in this game? I think there's two highlights, and, and the first one being Allen Robinson um, not getting a lot of volume, and the other one being uh, Cam Akers being a clear backup to Daryl Henderson. For me, level of concern is not too high with Allen Robinson just because he was out there for 85% of the routes or over 85% of the routes. I don't remember the exact number. Cam Akers, on the other hand, is very concerning. If I have him in a redraft, I'm not playing him until I see some work. Dynasty, you're obviously keeping him on your roster, but I would try to at least salvage something on a, on a trade for him because he clearly did not have a role in when he was out there. He just didn't look interested. Yeah, I, I'm i with Bradley. I think Allen Robinson, you're not too terribly concerned yet. Uh, Cam Akers, I'm, I'm pretty scared. Um, just because, like, yeah, Bradley said, he, he was one barely on the field. Then he didn't look great. You got the the clip that's going around with Phillips busting through the line and him kind of just make a business decision to get out of there. Yep. And then, you know, you've got McVeigh coming out after the game saying he's got to be, you know, more have a higher sense of urgency. That's not great when, you know, this guy you drafted in sometimes as high as the fourth round played what five snaps or six. I don't know. It was, it was single digits. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the biggest takeaway is Josh Allen is really good at football. He had a bad game. Like, as far as, like, Josh Allen's, like, quality of football, he didn't have a good Josh Allen game, and the guy still scored 30 fantasy points. Like, just an absolutely unbelievable performance. Moving into the next Sunday game, New Orleans versus the Atlanta Falcons, 27-26 to 26 final uh, in favor of the Saints. As far as fantasy standouts here, on the Saints side, um, Michael Thomas, Five catches, 57 yards, and two touchdowns. Jarvis Landry had nine targets, caught seven of them for 114 yards. Um, on the Atlanta side, Cordero Patterson looks like he just picked up right where he left off last year. Um, 22 carries, 120 yards, um, and a touchdown. One thing to note, Damian Williams did go down. Thoughts on this game? Honestly, the biggest thing for me is Patterson looked really good. Uh, and it was also surprising to me that now I guess he did end up with five targets, but I think a lot of that came at the end. Cause I think up until maybe the fourth quarter, he had zero. Um, but he, he looked really impressive as a runner. I, I was watching that game, kept flipping back and forth. And I was just really impressed on how he looked not only his vision, but he still looked like he had a lot of juice, you know, for a guy that's that, that age. Um, I think another big standout on the Saints side, you talked about it, Brady, as far as the targets for Jarvis Landry, this looks like he's could be the number two there, which could be pretty valuable. Michael Thomas started to come on. You, assume he'll end up being the target leader if he stays healthy if i had to bet who's going to be the two like season long i'd still very much 
say Olave, and I feel very confident about that. Um, but I kind of want to sp- uh, turn very it to very confident, huh? I, I'm, I, I, I'm in on Olave. I, I totally. I thought Juice looked pretty good. <clears throat> oh, that's absolutely fair. I just don't. Shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, uh, but I wanted to... Michael Thomas. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, what I wanted to bring up was Marcus Mariota being able to support uh, the passing work of like you know Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Like, are you concerned at the ceiling of like a uh, Pitts? Because I know us as a pod, we were very much in on Kyle Pitts this year. Do you still think he has top three, top four um, finish capability season long? For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think 22 carries for Patterson. I don't know if that's going to be the norm. I I know Mariota did have 33 attempts, but you have to figure Pitts is going to be the focal point for that offense. And that's a good game. Yes, they were up 26 to 10 at one point. Um, It became more of a passing game in the fourth quarter. Uh, I I think they had that lead going into the fourth quarter. It was something really close. Um, And Mariota had 12 rushes too. So they ran the ball a ton. Oh wow! Um, So I think that that will shift. I was pretty impressed with Jake London though, considering I didn't even know he was going to be active um, and still looked pretty solid in this debut. Bigger concern, Kamara or Pitts going forward? Kamara. Probably Kamara. The concerning thing wasn't the lack of carries. It was only four targets. I think his bread and butter is to get at least seven targets and he four targets is not going to get the job done. I think that has to change. I mean, they were down big to a Falcons team who isn't that good. And then they finally started to figure it out in the second half when they were passing the ball more. I just don't know how you look at somebody who's that talented and not get him the ball. So I, I would hope that changes. Moving into the next game, Cleveland versus the Panthers. Um, Cleveland won the game 26 to 24. As far as fantasy standouts, um, Kareem Hunt, 11 carries, 46 yards, a touchdown, caught all four of his targets for uh, 24 yard or yeah, 24 yards and a touchdown. So he finished with 21 fantasy points. Um, Nick Chubb, he didn't hurt you. 22 carries, 141 yards. On the Carolina side, Robbie Anderson caught five of his eight targets for 102 yards and a touchdown. Thoughts on this game? Let's just talk. Let's just talk Carolina receivers. DJ Moore, Josh, Robbie Anderson. Terrible. The clear, the clear one there. I don't like it. Um, and you can't receive... start the sentence with saying he's a good football player because I'm not going to listen to it anymore. Are you good? He's no, not. he's not. No, no you're I'm not good. I want to talk about something that's years. actually. It's actually a little bit more concerning for me, and that's the guy I've pounded the table for night in, night out. Christian McCaffrey just really didn't get much going. He got a touchdown, which saved his fantasy day, and I'm putting save in air quotes because 13.7 is not going to get the job done for the best fantasy player. You're you're needing him above 20 points, and so four targets is not going to get the job done, as is 10 carries. I'm going to shift the uh, ones got to go to this afternoon or this uh, after the episode. And it's uh, head coaches, and the only one that's on the list is Matt Rule. He's got to go. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I'm sure you had a good thought. No, you're good. Uh, now I am stymied. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is, is definitely a disappointment. Now, is it time to hit the panic button? No, I don't think so. Because, um, again, he's just another really good talent that I just don't know how you look at that and say, 
we got to get him the football. I mean, four targets is, is probably not enough. Now he caught all four, and that helps in a PPR league also save his day from completely crushing you. But Bradley's 100% correct. You can't keep getting 13 fantasy points from the guy who you potentially drafted at number one overall. Uh, and when you watch the other guy who we'll, we'll talk about at some point, uh, who you could have drafted at number one overall, do what he did, it, it hurts a lot more too. Let's move on to the next game. And I, I really want to take 30 seconds on this game. San Francisco versus Chicago. Chicago won the game 19 to 10. There's two big takeaways for me. I'm not going to go through the stats here. Uh, first one was the the running back split for Chicago, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery. The other one for me is George Kittle not being out there. That is a concern for me too. Any other thoughts on this game? I would just wipe it. I, like these types of games when the weather is just so bad, it just kind of neutralizes a lot of the athleticism that's out in the field. So just just scrap it. I don't like the face Bradley's making. Don't no, like I, I just think it's funny. Brady's guy that he pounds the table for has a subpar week, and the two things he talks about has nothing to do with his quarterback. I'm that's not concerned. Stuck. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to overreact. I absolutely not either, but I just think it's funny. It's a tight end in play and then backfield for the other team, but not, Hey, Trey Lance did not look the part to start the season. I got to call that out. I like it though. I ain't called it out either. Cause he didn't talk about Cole Komet either, baby. Let's go. <laughs> hey, don't, don't lose hope. When, when hey, Juwan Jennings is the leading receiver in the game, you know, it, it didn't go well. Sorry, Juwan, if you're listening. Yes. Agreed. We spent too much time on that game. Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. Pittsburgh won the game 23 to 20 in overtime. Fantasy related. If you played anybody from Pittsburgh outside of Friermuth, you were disappointed with their performance. On the Cincinnati side, Joe Burrow, four interceptions and a fumble, not going to get it done. Joe Mixon had 27 carries, which you'll like, but just not very productive on the ground. Seven catches, though. Um, and then, yes, Jamar Chase is still good at football. One thing I want to bring up first is, like, Joe Burrow having six carries for 47 yards. I think if I that's some... I think if that's and I'm absolutely will, you know, Ecrow if I'm wrong on that. Like if that's going to be sustainable, that's a phrase. It's a phrase. What? It's a phrase. Eat crow. I'm going to google it right now and if No, it is it's a phrase. It's, it's a phrase. phrase. It's a phrase. Thank you. Start chomping. <laughs> um <laughs> if that if his like rushing work is going to be that good and that efficient then his ceiling is higher than what we've been giving him credit for. No then question. You're gonna go, then you're going to go eat crow. It's a phrase, Bradley. <laughs> I know. I thought I thought you said eek as in E-E-K-R-O. And I'm like, what is an eek row? Oh. Escrow? Yeah, um, that's the right. first word that came to mind, too. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I watched this game, and it was it was a weird, weird game. Um, but it surprised me a lot how, how many carries Joe Mixon had for how – much they were trailing in this game 27 they were, carries they were trailing a majority of the game and they just they had 100 you know, offensive plays one zero zero yeah that and that game helped i mean because i think you know brady made mention to the steelers players being disappointing i think if you're in a ppr league deontay johnson ended up being at least respectful because the game just didn't end <laughs> he just kept catching a ball for like five yards so it just helped a little bit uh it was a, but it was a weird game weird game mixon had 36 opportunities that's insane. It's a lot. Deontay Johnson is better than DJ Moore. Moving on. Philadelphia versus Detroit. Philly won the game 38-35. It, 
if you played anybody on Philly outside of Delonta Smith, you're probably feeling okay. Maybe Dallas Goddard you're not happy about. Um, A.J. Brown went nuts. Miles Sanders went nuts. Jalen Hurts had a really good game, too. Um, on the Detroit side, DeAndre Swift, extremely efficient. Jamal Williams stealing two touchdowns from him on the goal line is is not a good sight to see. And, yes, Amon Ross St. Brown had a very nice game. And let's give a shout-out to Bradley's first my guy, DJ Chark, catching a touchdown. Baby Chark, baby. One thing I want to bring up is I think the the narrative on St. Brown over the offseason was, I, I guess I can just speak for myself, was that the reason that he had such a good year last year was just because he was the only option in that offense. And now that's not the case anymore. And the dude still had 12 targets. Like, I think that's a huge, huge narrative and huge takeaway from this game. Almost over 90% 30, of the snaps. Yeah. Over 30% target share is elite value. I think Deandre Swift proved that he has the ability to finish as the number one overall running back just with his efficiency. He didn't get in the tub and had 25 fantasy points. Sorry. He See, did was, get in the tub. I was going to say Swift did have a touchdown. See, that's what scares me a little bit, though, and I think like we talked about uh, throughout the offseason is like we knew Swift could break out, but how much of a cap is Jamal Williams going to be? And, and that's where that like top, you know, the RB1, RB2, RB3, that ceiling comes into question a little bit if, if you're going to have Jamal vulturing some of those touches, especially in the in the red zone, uh, because Swift played about as well as he probably could have and was still capped there. So that definitely is a little bit of a concern, but you're obviously still pretty thrilled if you drafted him in the front end of that, that second round. Okay. So One we thing have a stash is... or trash. We have a stash or trash segment coming up, but this player is not on there. Are you keeping Devonta Smith? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I kind of figured we were all in the same boat that we were keeping him, but I, I did not throw him on the list. So, okay, Bradley, go ahead. Just one thing that's worth noting, because it was kind of a, a camp talk was, who's going to really lead the charge for the running room uh, in Philadelphia. And that was Miles Sanders. So I think it's, it's worth noting that he was pretty much the, well. the main. What'd you say? He played well. He did play well. And he was, he was the guy 13 carries next guy had five and the other one had four. You're probably annoying that all, all two of those guys also scored touchdowns. And <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurst led the, the room in and running as well. He had 17 carries. So four, four different guys scored rushing touchdowns. <laughs> yep. Absolutely insane. Moving on to the fan favorite game, the good old fashioned tie Indianapolis <laughs> versus Houston. What a, what a team, the, the fan favorite Houston Texans uh, starting with the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Very good at football. Jeremy mentioned that earlier, 31 carries 161 yards and a touchdown uh, finished with 25.5 fantasy points and 0.5 PPR fantasy. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. had 13 targets, caught nine of those 13 for 121 yards and a touchdown. That's going to get it done. Um, on the Houston side, Brandon Cooks did not hurt you. He had 12 targets, caught seven of them. Um, O.J. Howard, two targets, two catches, two touchdowns. What a guy. And then last but certainly not least, my guy, Damian Pierce, 11 carries, 33 yards. Don't forget the six yards receiving. Terrible. The, the Greg, Burkhag. Sorry, that was. Can I try that one more time? Please do. Give it a go. What did you say? Burkhead. 
There we go. I think he threw a G in there, maybe. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Whatever that was, that's his new nickname. (laughs) I can't even compartmentalize what happened in Houston. No, no. It's it's honestly it's kind of funny for what it's worth. As high as we all were on Damian Pierce, Lovey Smith just said, "Yeah, just next page." Why sit the man in week two if you're going to play the guy you played in preseason more than you played Damian Pierce it, when you were winning the game? It didn't really make a lot of sense if we're being honest. No, it didn't. Are we? Is this a buy low opportunity? You think for Pierce in redraft? I don't think people are going to sell them. I don't, and I wouldn't. I mean, I mean, some people if, drafted them as high as the fifth round. I ain't pointing fingers, but yeah. But like, honestly, what, what happens next week if we're back here at the same exact time, and it's something similar to this? He is on the stash or trash segment. Then, like, that, yeah, that is sure. a legit conversation. And the worst part about it, I think somebody might have said it, is they were winning. Yes. And we we were the, the biggest concern about him is do you want that in a in a team that's gonna be in negative game strips game scripts a lot? <laughs> what does that what value? Sorry, what Just value does that have? <laughs> <laughs> they're in a game where they're leading by two scores and it doesn't increase the touch total at all for him. Yep, couldn't believe it. Moving on to New England versus Miami. Miami won the game 20 to 7. Fantasy impact, uh, Jalen Waddle picked up right where he left off. Four catches out of five targets, 69 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tyreek Hill caught eight of 12 targets for 94 yards. And just like we said uh, on the New England side before the game started, if you played any of the New England Patriots, you're probably not happy about it. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, having Ty Montgomery be the the leading point getter out of the running back room was kind of the the biggest head scratcher for the Patriots. Um, honestly, I thought Mondre was going to be the guy. Um, two catches was just kind of a little bit disappointing. But Mac Jones honestly didn't play that well, and obviously he was nursing a, a bad back throughout that game. I don't remember when the injury happened. Uh, for Miami's sideline, it was good to see Chase Edmonds be the guy for the backfield. Um, led the led the backfield with total snaps, total carries, and total catches as well, which is is good to see because he's a guy that's gotten a, a decent amount of steam pre-draft. Yeah, what's a better? So Waddle has that cool like you know penguin dance thing when he scores a touchdown. Is that dance better than the gritty? Just because he's the only one that can do it, oh. it because his last name's Waddle. It's the second best celebration in. In football, it's it's awesome. I absolutely love it. Moving on to the. Nope. Go ahead, Jeremy. Apologize. I was just going to ask if it concerned anyone that you know Edmonds' efficiency. I'm not overly concerned because I think the Patriots are going to be a pretty good defense on the ground. Um, But I think the thing to point to is is what Bradley said as far as the the snap counts, the the targets, and uh, the rush attempts. Yeah, I'm not concerned. Okay. Moving on to Baltimore versus the Jets. Baltimore won the game 24 to nine fantasy impact on the Ravens side. Lamar Jackson had an okay game. He didn't hurt you. Uh, Nobody in the running back room did anything spectacular. Devin Duvernay caught all four of his targets for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Rashad Bateman had a long touchdown. Um, And then Mark Andrews just didn't have that great of a game, but okay for a fantasy uh, tight end. Um, And then on the Jets side, 
both receiver or both running backs got not over nine targets. That's going to help you out. Um, and then Corey Davis also got nine targets as well, but otherwise the receivers didn't stand out. Anything else in this game? I was disappointed in my, my guy, Rashad Bateman. He his his touchdown saved him essentially. I mean, his target share was 18%. Not going to get the job done. He's supposed to be 25 is kind of the low end for him. In my opinion, if we want him to be as good as we think he's going to be. So certainly that can change, but, but not a great start. He was saved by a touchdown, which I'll take, but. I think if you uh, scooped Michael Carter late, uh, you're pretty happy with a solid startable value. I think that once. Once Zach Wilson comes back, I would be very surprised if the 19 targets to the running back position were anywhere near that. Um, so I wouldn't expect that for Carter or Hall the, the rest of this year. Um, or I should say when when um, Zach Wilson does come back. But, yeah, really odd game for the Jets offensively. Agreed. I would maybe see close to that number for Michael Carter. I think the number will go down for Brees Hall. You think with Flacco, too? I think with Zach Wilson, it will. Okay. In my opinion. Um, and, and Carter dropped a – it was a gar- very much a garbage time touchdown, but it was with like a minute left. He dropped a touchdown on fourth and goal. So it could really have been even better that. for him. You really hate to see that, yeah. Um, Washington Commanders versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Washington won the game 28-22. Carson Wentz threw the ball 41 times, had four touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Antonio Gibson had a good day uh, running the ball. With 14 carries, 58 yards, he caught seven of eight balls. Um, Jahan Dotson had a really good game. Terry McLaurin did. Um, Curtis Samuel, now that's a name. Uh, on the Jacksonville Jaguars side, yeah, James Robinson, I guess, is the one there. Sounds good. He had 20 fantasy points. Um, and then Christian Kirk also had a really good game. Thoughts on this game? I I mean, Carson Wentz was, was pretty good. Now, he started amazing had like a quarter where he forgot how to play and then had <laughs> another quarter where he was amazing again. If that would be can, the Carson Wentz experience. <laughs> yep. If he can keep up some of that, I mean, he produced three pretty good starts at the wide receiver position and an Antonio Gibson was startable. So, I mean, if, I think I talked about Washington being my team that I was least uh, excited about or least intrigued about it. If he can play even at 80% of that level, like, They've got some startable assets for sure. What do you I'm do not- with the receiver room there, though? Like, that that just confuses everything with McLaurin being the guy that's even got a touchdown, and he was the third highest producing receiver on his team. Like, that's kind of troubling. Just to pivot on to Jacksonville's running back room, I'm not terribly concerned with Travis Etienne. He dropped in an easy touchdown that he could have walked into the end zone too. So seven and a half fantasy points had that seven points in there and he, a startable week for him. I'm not crazy concerned. I think his carries will go up as the season goes on. Moving into the afternoon games, uh, Kansas city versus Arizona 44 to 21. Kansas city won the game. Uh, Mahomes is still really good at football. Five touchdowns. Clyde Edwards, Alaire caught two of them. Um, Isaiah Pacheco had 12 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. Um, the wide receivers, nothing really special. And then, yes, Travis Kelsey's still there, and he he performed very well. On the Arizona side, uh, 
Kyler Murray did fine, almost had 20 fantasy points. Nothing, you're not going to be super excited about it. James Conner had a touchdown, which probably saved you. And then Hollywood Brown also had a touchdown, which didn't hurt you either. Um, I think Arizona's going to be really bad this year. They, I've, look, I've gone, I've gone out and said that. They look, is horrible. They looked bad. Yeah, I said like they, Kansas City looked good, and they're going to be really good, um, as we would all expect. But Arizona looked really bad. And yes, Hopkins will help when he comes back, but I don't think he makes that much difference. They, they were, they look like a team that's going to win like a handful of games. Someone that I would would look to trade if you have would be Clyde Edwards Alaire. He played less than 40% of their snaps. He's two touchdowns away from a very suspect game. And he's, I would say, a decent investment as far as a fantasy draft capital. I would agree with that. Let's, let's transition to another game because I have a guy that I would trade. For. I have two guys, actually, that I would trade <sighs> for. Uh Moving on to the Vikings versus Packers. I apologize, Becker. We do have to talk about this game. Uh, The Vikings won the game 23-7. to The good. Kirk Cousins had an okay football game, okay fantasy game. Justin Jefferson had a good fantasy and football game. Otherwise, on the the Vikings side, you're meh, pretty much. Um, And then Green Bay, A.J. Dillon outperformed um, his projection. Otherwise, Nobody else was even close. So I, I'll start it out with two guys that I would try trading for right now. Aaron Jones, and Dalvin cook. Those are two That's guys easily that I would even think about trading for um, Aaron Jones. I'm, I'm honestly not sure what green Bay was doing. He, he played 61% of the snaps. He averaged almost 10 yards carry. Uh, I, I'm quite confused. I'm quite confused about that. Um, so I, I would try to, I, I'm envisioning Sunday night them running the ball 30 times that that is what i'm envisioning if he touches the ball <laughs> eight times in a game again matt lafleur is getting an email from me just telling me <laughs> as owner of the squad to spam i don't care i'll send it again <laughs> and again and again gosh are we done talking about this game yet <laughs> honestly one thing that's very important to note Jordan Love almost outscored Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. So, <laughs> hey, look, targets. he did prevent defense. Him and Christian Watson had some clear connection. If they and ever spike the ball with three that. seconds left again after being down this much, we're fighting. That's just what's going to happen. What? said, if he ever spikes the ball with three seconds left in garbage time, I think Zedarius might, might start fighting. Uh, you should send uh, him hey, an email. Trying, I'm going to send him an email. He was trying to just pepper Christian Watson and get that confidence back up. I like it. Well, okay. Let's that was uh, 24 to 19 was the final for the Chargers versus the Raiders. Um, the Chargers won the game. Uh, Justin Herbert had a good fantasy day. Austin Eckler did not. Um, and neither did Jeremy's my guy, Mike Williams. Um, we already talked about Keenan Allen's injury on the Raiders side. Um, the running backs, not very good. And then Devontae Adams, yes, is still very good at football. Um, 10 catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Thoughts on this game? Wide receiver seven, Devontae Adams. <laughs> um, Josh Jacobs should be in our stash trash. Why? Watch out for Brandon Bolden. 
I'm just telling you, he's got one more week. He's on Damian Pierce alert. <laughs> yeah, he was really efficient, though. Calm down with that Damian Pierce alert. You said it. <laughs> you said it. It's not what we're calling it. <laughs> true. true. Well, we are now. Hey, how about Derek Carr, though? Start of the week. Stud. <laughs> three, picks and, three picks and two fumbles. Gotta love it. Hey, Devonta Adams, it don't matter who's throwing him the ball, though. Hall of Famer, different Hall of Famer, doesn't matter. Hall of Famer, <laughs> different Hall of Famer. One would say he could uh, have the same amount of receiving yards as a wide receiver corp. Yeah, one right. could maybe say that, but okay. we could also uh, just ignore it. <laughs> we could, yeah, but I just had to say it. Okay, uh, New York Giants versus the Tennessee Titans, 21-20 to final in favor of the Giants. We already mentioned Saquon Barkley, 30 Good fantasy points. Back. Good job, Bradley. Uh, Sterling Shepard had a long touchdown. That helps That helps the fantasy performance. On the Tennessee side, yes, you thought it right. A running back named Dontrell Hilliard was the leading point scorer for that team. Makes sense. Thoughts on this game? Just weird. It's just weird that that's really odd. Derrick Henry has 21 carries, 82 yards, and is not even half the point total of their their RB one. I more or less scrap that though. Like the volume, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I know Derrick like, Henry's on Damian Pierce alert. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Brady's got to turn the page. Hey, you know what's weird is that. Brady read through that entire game and didn't talk about Davil's dance moves in the locker room. It's pretty tough. The Dable? It's Dable. 100% Dable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dabble. 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 You thinking about dabble. You'll dabble with, you'll dabble <laughs> dabble. with dabble. I thought you were talking Dabble Sweeney. <laughs> I was quite confused as well, but I'm glad we dabble. made it there. Dabble. Like Saquon. Hey, Kyle Phillips. Stats or trash? Trash. Dying targets? Watch out. Fair. That's very fair. That wide receiver room's gross. I'm sorry. It is. It's bad. It is. It is. Speaking okay. of gross, let's talk about CD Lamb. Yeah. Wow. Uh Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Tampa Bay won the game 19 to 3. Uh we talked about Dax injury. Zeke did not have a good game. Tony Pollard did not have a good game. CD Lamb did not have a good game. Don't C- no, it didn't C- hurt you. CD Lamb had a bad game. It's not that he didn't have a good game. He had a bad game. Don't don't hold back, Bradley. How do you really feel okay. about CD? I no, think no, Tim is a start. We got to hold on. Let, let me talk about the Buccaneers before you start talking about <laughs> CD Lamb. Leonard Fournette, twenty-one carries, one hundred twenty-seven yards. That's going to get it done. You take those. Lombardi Lenny. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The whole time I watched him, I went, "Wait, why didn't I like him again?" Yep. He looks pretty good. <laughs> yep. Mike Evans, five catches, seventy-one yards. Touchdown, ho hum. Like that's that's a Mike Evans day. That's a Mike Evans yep. um, yeah. That touchdown yes. was speed. Julio Jones. Did you see that reverse catches, that they did with him? 69 yards. He had two carries for 17 yards. He is gotta be on fantasy rosters. He looked great. If Chris Godwin ain't playing, absolutely. 100 percent Oh my goodness, he looks great. Okay, Bradley. Talk about CD Lamb. My problem here's my problem with CD Lamb is that when I watched the game and granted I didn't watch the entire game, he just didn't look interested almost the entire game. 
and he was the focal point. He had 11 targets. He was supposed to be great. He he really just didn't seem terribly interested. And I don't know if I'm the only one that has that opinion on this podcast. You guys can share that opinion. You guys can say I'm I'm totally off base. But, I mean, two catches, 29 yards is first game of the season after they just traded allegedly their number one receiver because he was supposed to take over. Super disappointing. Uh, so he had he had two catches off of eleven targets. Um, that ain't fan it. favorite and friend of the show, Simi Fahoko, had two catches on three targets. Yep. <laughs> go go get Simi. Get on. It wasn't it wasn't like all the the passes were non catchable. He had at least like two drops that I remember. Yes, yes. One that hit the second eight on his jersey, and he just told you guys I'm out on CD Lamb. Is he a top 10 dynasty receiver for you? No. Yeah. He was preseason. Brady, you don't have him as a top 10 dynasty receiver anymore. Can't catch the ball. That's a pretty important part of the job. Yep. If you were going to re-rank him moving forward with Rush, like, like week Wide to receiver week. receiver three. Really? He's outside the top 24. I think that's a little bold. I, I'm, I'm, ups- bold. I'm upset. I'm upset, but I'm not going to be that bold. I think that's CD Lamb bold. or Amon Ra. After yeah, Amon Ra. CD Lamb or Michael Thomas. CD Lamb. I'm Michael Thomas. CD Lamb or Adam Thielen. CD. 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 We all know you're Adam Thielen. Yep, we all know that. Yeah. Rest of your CD Lamb or DeAndre Hopkins. CD Hopkins. It's disrespectful. No, you got to say CD. That is so disrespectful. That is disrespectful. It's it's CD and it's it's not close. No, Brad Brady. That's one of the worst opinions I've ever. He's gonna have five more games and then he'll get Dak back at roughly the time. Hopkins is coming back. Oh, so you, so you want five more games of two of 11? That, that's what you want? Peter, I need let's you to start saying it. Let's get caught in the moment. It's going to help beat zero. Caught in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, are we ready for a break? <laughs> yes. Let's take a break. Come back and do week two preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. It's your favorite time of the week. It is starts of the week, week two edition. Bradley, you get to kick us off this week. Um, talk about your week one quarterback start of the week and then... Um, Going to your week two. Yeah, so I went with Lamar Jackson. And to be honest with you, if he would, if you guys would have given me a top three line, I would have felt pretty good about it. I was super confident in a top five finish. He finished his seven, so he didn't hurt you. But it, it counts as a miss. This week, I'm going Trey Lance. Uh, last week, poor conditions like we, we stated. He had 13 carries, which I think is a positive and something you could take with. And then Elijah Mitchell being out, I think helps. They're going to manufacture carries from Debo Samuel and Trey Lance. I think he's going to have a good week this week. I say top 10. I'm okay with that. We got to limit our expectations here. I'm okay with top 10. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, 
Is it a prerequisite that we talk about our starts of the week from last week, or can we just? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can talk about it. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk about him. Derek Carr liked to turn the ball over more than he got in the end zone. So, not great. Top 20? That's a hit, right? (laughs) Ouch. All right. Well, this week, we're going back to the well. Derek Carr. I'm just kidding. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. Can't. So quit asking. So who are you going with? Oh, you know who we're going with. He's playing at home under the lights. Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers. Light it up. Top 20? Top, I was going to say top 20. Let's go. No, no. QB 1. 12. No. 10. Oh, I liked that, though. <laughs> 10 it is. Playing Chicago we'll off 10. a loss. That's a gimme. That's a layup, Becker, and you know it. Hey, I don't know how Russell Wilson's doing. He's got to be a miss. There's no way he's top six. That's who my start of the week for quarterback was. Uh, Going into this week, my quarterback start of the week, I'm going with Matthew Stafford versus the Atlanta Falcons in a bounce Uh, back week. That's tough. Top nine? I was going to say ten. Josh, I'm going to respecting it. It's just, God, him, and, him, and, him, him and Aaron Rodgers are the same. I would not, not the same, but like the, the same tier, I would say both struggled a little bit. Week one. I'm with that. I'm fine with that. All right. Josh, well, that leads me to my quarterback start of the week last week, which I do not have the doc up in front of me. So could someone, it is Trey Lance, Trey, Trey Lance was, and you are the reason why um, I, if I remember correctly, uh, you picked Kyle Pitts as your week one tight end start of the week last week, and we were doomed from the start. So appreciate <laughs> that. Fantastic. Well, that brings me to my start of the week this week, which is going to be Tom Brady against New Orleans. <laughs> Death taxes. <laughs> <laughs> All the baseball. Ten. Ten. Everybody's got to be top ten here. Top five. I'm with it. All right, so this week I have Javante Williams as my running back star of the week, currently rocking 11.4 points. Um, Not going to get the job done for top 14. (laughs) He's probably going to run this touchdown in, though, and we'll be good. This week I'm going Nick Chubb uh, versus the Jets. Uh, 22 carries, 141 yards without a touchdown last week. I think he's going to get in the end zone. Running back one, in my opinion. You're happy with him being in the top 12, right? Yeah, sure. We're good there. Yep. Well, my running back start of the week was Travis Etienne. He wasn't absolutely abysmal. He was uh, running back 36. And as Bradley mentioned, he dropped that touchdown too. So it would have helped at least made a little bit more respectful. Um, But hold on, hold on, hold on. on. 36 is a running back 36 is bad. (laughs) That's horrible. I mean, you drafted him like the, what, eighth round, seventh round? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Ow. Whatever. Hey, top, <laughs> best hey, top 36 is like my best start of the week. So that's why I ain't abysmal. <laughs> so, I mean, come on now. Uh, my start of the week this week at the running back position is Antonio Gibson against the Really? No. Nope. It's Gibbs season. Who does he play? Detroit. 18. 
16. I'll say 16. That's not what I was expecting. Really? What, what did you think? <clears throat> he scored 13. I mean, you guys were leaving him for dead two weeks ago. You started running it, back. It's, it's a new week. I mean, 16 got you 14 fantasy points this year, this year or this week. This year. That's cool. Okay. I mean, so far it's been, it, it's not, I didn't misspeak. Uh, okay, pour one out for Elijah Mitchell. Hopefully he recovers <laughs> soon. That was a miss for your boy. Um, new week, new me. I'm going with a my guy. Actually, he's not a my guy. A guy that I'm really high on, though. I'm going with Aaron Jones. Ooh. Against the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> Top, Top nine. nine. Ooh, I like that, Josh. Good job. Wow, good work, you guys. It's impressive. Jeremy, we don't care what you think. Top nine. Did I get it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, your week one running back was Nick Chubb and was a miss. He finished as the running back 14. Can we just say that's tough? That's super tough. Yeah, um, it is so tough. yeah, my audio <laughs> or the <laughs> yeah, I had uh, Nick Chubb. I the the threshold was top 12, he finished at 14. And so, my start of the week at the running back position this week is going to be Daryl Henderson. Um, what did he even finish this week? I feel like that's hard to gauge. I I would give him a top fifteen finish. I think that's fair. I mean, they're they're playing the Falcons. He's the RB one. I mean, sixteen. Like it's I just got sixteen Gibson. for Gibson. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same tier. Okay. All right. Top ten. Top ten. Huh? <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to say this really fast. Hopefully, everyone doesn't get this. CD Lamb was my start of the week last week. Finished 71. Okay. <laughs> so, this week, I'm going with Josh Palmer versus Kansas City Chiefs Thursday Night Football. Keenan out. Over um, 50% uh, on the routes run compared to the snap percentage when Keenan went out. So, I, I like his opportunity to, to be productive. Wide receiver two? 28. I was going to say. 26. Split the difference. Jeremy? Sure. 26. You can land there. I like it. My, my uh, wide receiver start of the week this week was uh, Cortland Sutton. How are we looking, boys? You know? They're still driving. They're still driving. It's not over. He's got to get in the end zone. If he gets in the end zone, it's good for you. But he is currently 9.2. My wide receiver start of the week should have been Javante Williams. Dude's got 11 targets. Hmm. All right. Well, my for week two, my wide receiver start of the week is going to be Deontay Johnson against the Patriots. Brady says one. 14. I like 14. I'm not going to let you guys do that. You guys rank him as a wide receiver 20 and then just say that he's going to be a top 14. We're moving him back. 16. You're welcome, Jeremy. Oh, that's just that's so burnt. <laughs> that's the, so double, burnt. the double standard that that Josh and Bradley have. Oh, that's so and from the nosebleeds. Yeah, let's go. The whole point of start of the week is a week by week assessment, meaning it fluctuates. But that's okay. Yep. Uh, wide receiver week one start of the week Hollywood Brown, miss. 
week two, start of the week. I Yes, I am going with the stack, and I am going with Allen Robinson. 20. What do you think, Jeremy? I'm going to let you make the final call. I don't think it's egregious. I was going to say 18, but. Brady, I need you to remember that. Got me? Yeah. I, uh... I'm okay with 20. I'm okay with 20. I'm okay with 20. Okay, well, let's roll. Let's roll twenty. Josh, you're up. Yep. So that brings me. That's on the first hit. Appreciate that. Uh, so my wide receiver set of the week last week was AJ Brown. He needed to be top twelve, and he was eight. So that is a hit. Uh, my start of the week for the wide receiver position this week is going to be Michael Pittman at Jacksonville. One. I would I would say top twelve. Oh, I don't know. You think it should be higher or lower? I think it should be maybe higher. No. We'll, we'll give it top twelve. Higher as in just like call, more just, difficult to obtain. Like yes, ten. Like ten. Would you just calm down? Calm down. I mean, <laughs> you look pretty good. You want to talk about getting caught up? In, you want to talk about getting caught up in the moment? <laughs> yeah, get caught in the moment. I need, I need that. I need that to be a weekly thing. Whenever there's a gut wrench, whenever there's a gut wrench take that we have, I just need Brady in the corner. Just we just need no. We just need to get the actual song as like a a bit. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Lights, but why would we do that when we got Brady to do it right there? When we us? literally have the combination of Fergie and Jesus as Brady. <laughs> that might be the most genuine laugh Josh has gotten out of Bradley. On for sure, for sure. I'll take it. Bradley, ten go. Times out Save of 10. us, please. Tight end start of the week. Tight end start of the week. Uh, big fat goose egg for David and Joku. That one, honestly. Outside of Cole Komet, that's probably the biggest surprise in the tight end position was, oh, was yeah. David Njoku not even getting a catch. So this week, I'm going to go with, if you know him well enough, you can call him Swerve, Irv Smith Jr. Big Irv. So. We'll give it to him. Tight end 12. Top 12. Did not appreciate the outside of Cole Komet comment. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, brings me to my start of the week from, and, and and you know what, I'm I'm here to say I made a mistake because I said start of the year, and dude didn't catch pass, so that's tough. But remember, we're gonna throw that game out, okay? So that means it's a hit, right? Yeah. No, let's no. not get caught in the moments. No, Brady's got to do it. He does. I feel bad now. It's just not. It was not the vibe. All right. Well, before I was rudely interrupted, tight end start of the week this week, Dawson Knox versus Tennessee Titans. Ten and one. Yep. Twelve or ten. Ten. You just caught one pass. Come on, man. (laughs) Allen Robinson didn't. You put him at top 20. Hey. (laughs) Hey, you can't come at me with a good point. (laughs) Okay. Last week, tight end start of the week, Dallas Goddard, top eight, did not get it done. He finished as 12. Um, this week, the it's tight end start of the week, and the only one, true, the only one that I put on my list, Mo Alley Cox. 12. The big fella versus Jacksonville. Don't worry 12. about Kenley Glick. Gotta be 12. 
I wouldn't feel good about it, but I, it's got to be 12. It, it's fine. It's it's not. You said he wants Mo Mo. My tight end start of the week. My tight end start of the week last week was Patty F. We needed a top 10, and he ended up finishing at seven. So that was a hit. Good job, Josh. My tight end start of the week this week is going to be Gerald Everett. I, I would like to Kansas pause. State. Patty F is not a for sure hit. This was those before the Monday night game, and the Seattle tight ends are going nuts right now. So <laughs> we'll check it. We'll check it. That's unfortunate. Gerald Everett will tight in one, I assume, correct? Top Teddy F is currently at eight. Oh, we're fine. Hey, watch out for Andrew Beck. <laughs> Andrew Beck catches a tutty. It's over. <laughs> Who's your tight end start of the week for week two? Gerald Everett. Top 12. 10 and one. All right, let's let's finish up this episode. Any waiver targets that you guys are really looking to acquire this week? Joshua Palmer. He he should probably be the top of the list. Um, if Rex Burkhead is there, I I would try to acquire him, especially if you're a Damian Pierce owner. I would take Jahan Dotson over Josh Palmer if he's out there. Correct. Hey. I I agree. I agree. He played eighty eight percent of the snaps. Even with the the context of having Keenan Allen get hurt, Jahan Dotson looked really good. He's their number two. Interesting. Uh, but you, wouldn't you yeah. have? Wouldn't you rather have the two on the Charger Chargers offense than the two in the Washington's offense? But it, it, I don't think Palmer's clear cut the two. And they Keenan's had that other coming guy back too. eventually. And, and they were. I mean, Herbert was really spreading the ball around. I agree. Jahan sh- should probably be your number one. Uh, is there another receiver running back that you guys are, are looking to to get? Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I, for sure. Yes, yes. Um, I wouldn't mind throwing something on uh, Jalen Warren. Yes, I, I that he was on my list as well. I was going to tell our listeners that if you have a if you have a deep fantasy league or even a dynasty, I would definitely check as soon as Najee went out. Jalen Warren took all of the snaps as running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think he is warranted our roster spot for sure. And, and as we know with Tomlin, like whoever the next man up is, if there's an injury to the lead back, he's the lead guy. Going to get work. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, it's not a running back by committee. He Correct. gives the next guy in line the same stuff. Quick, quick tight end that I would just throw out there. If you're, if you're really fishing for one would be Hayden Hurst. Um, if they're going to pass the ball 50 times a game, he is clear cut their tight end. So he, he might get some volume. Is there any other positions or players that you guys would think of? I have two tight ends. Taysom Hill is worth taking a look at if he's going to get rushing attempts. We saw what the tight end position did today. Then another one I would say is Tyler Conklin. Yes. He is he is the clear cut tight end one in, with the Jets. Okay. Uh, just another receiver. I think Donovan Peoples Jones is Donovan Peoples Joneses. You gotta yep. call him by his right name. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, I call the first. Okay, last little segment that we're gonna debut here is is trash or stash. Um, throughout the season, we always say, "Hey, would you keep this guy on, on your roster or not?" And this kind of highlights that. So we're gonna go through a list of players. If you would get rid of him, you would say trash. If you keep him on your team, it's stash. First one, George Pickens. Trash. Stash. 
stash. I would stash as well. I think you're you're in, in a redraft. Yeah, I think you're in it for the long haul. You know, you mean it's a rookie receiver. It's week one. Yeah. What were you? I, I guess you'd have to if you drafted him. I guess you have to like ask yourself like what were you expecting from week one? More than what do you have? Two targets. He did have a red zone target. It's still early. Irv Smith Dotson. Jr. Or Dotson. 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 Or Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer. Pickens. I get to stay Pickens. Oh wow. It's not bold. Irv Smith. Free agency in our league, just so you guys know. Sweet. I'll keep an eye on for him. Okay. Irv Smith, trash or stash? Trash. Probably trash. Um, did you guys not listen to my start of the week? I know. That's why. I, I just didn't care. <laughs> he is a stash. Kevin O'Connell said the reason he didn't play was because they wanted to get CJ Ham going, and CJ Ham played 14 snaps. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> and they gave the backup tight end like two targets on the first drive. Kevin O'Connell also said Irv's going to be an integral part of the offense. Ooh. Okay, James Cook, trash or stash? Trash. 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 Amari Cooper. It hurts me, but it's probably trash. Trash. I would stash. I, would I got stash. a stash. Trash. One more week. One more year for Brady. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson. Stash. Stash. I also said stash. Trash. Oh, trash. Get him out. No, come on. Uh, trash. MVS. I don't want any part of that. Stash. Absolutely I also stash for me. I also said stash. Yeah. It was, I mean, two touchdowns with CEH. It's hard to know who the guy was for the receiving core. And it's it's too good of an offense to like. I agree. Up on. I would try and trade for MVS. Probably get him pretty low. Uh, any Green Bay wide receiver not named Alan Lazard. Trash. Waste management trash. <laughs> My trash is already out there. And Josh, I know where your house is. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> If you could Make choose sure one outside of Lazard, who would it be? Christian Watson, Watson. for me. For Watson. Sure. He, he played way more than I thought he was going he to. He looked so much better than people give credit for. Like, guy had a drop. First career game, like, just settle down. First career play. That's, that speed looked pretty good, though. That was nice. <laughs> Patrick, it's it's the little guy. things, I guess, when you score seven. Chess, not checkers. Trade up Christian Watson, so he drops a 75-yard touchdown. <laughs> All right, K.J. Osborne. Uh, I just don't think you're going to be able to predict it with him, so I'm going to say trash. Stash. I said trash. I had trash. This one should be unanimous. Kenny Galladay. Trash. Trash. Even with Kadarius Tony not playing. Trash. He played almost 80% of the snaps. Trash. <laughs> I think it's trash. trash. Has so okay. much conviction okay. on that. Trash. trash. Okay, trash is fine. But Tony. For this last one. Stash. It's trash. It's stash. It's, it's stash. absolutely a stash. You think it was injury related why he didn't play? No, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know either. But if we're if we're gonna react like that, then Aaron Jones better be cut too. Did you oh, watch? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Becker's just yeah, getting I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm saying if you're playing that logic, if you're gonna overreact to him not getting work on the first week. It's Tony played twelve percent of the snaps. Okay. And his two carries that he had, or the two touches Very he good. had, electric. How is that dude not in the game? 
Okay, anyway, one's got to stay. We're switching it up. Not a one's got to go. So out of these four teams who got a week one win, who's got to stay, meaning who do you feel most confident in following their first win? New York Jets, Washington Commanders. Giants, 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 Giants. Giants. Wow. (laughs) New York Giants, Jets, in fact, did not win. They did not look very good either. Can't confirm. New York Giants, the Washington Commanders. Chicago Bears and Cleveland Browns. Man. It's between the Giants and the Commanders for me of who's got to stay. I am going to go the Giants. I'm going to go with the Commanders. Becker's tilting. This is actually really tough for me. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with the commanders. It's the right decision. It's tough. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth in the Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see. <laughs>